All righty. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing? This is Michael here from I Love Real Estate, and I'd like to welcome you today to the I Love Real Estate student success story. Uh, I've got to say, being in this community and actually having the ability to interview students like I do, is it's, it's, silly, it's seriously a privilege. I just love this I Love Real Estate community, and I know that many of you do too. And I think that um, sharing these kind of stories really highlights exactly um, what Dipna has created within this community. It's, it's quite amazing. And today, I've got another amazing story with an amazing couple. So let's get straight into it. It's right on just after 12. So today I have a couple. They are based in South Australia. Their names are Corey and Amanda. Now you have probably seen some of their videos that they have done um, to update you on some of the deals that they've done. But today we want to have a real in-depth look at how they came into the community and actually really pick apart and understand exactly what they've been doing. Because I tell you, they've been doing some amazing things in a very short period of time. So, uh, Corey and Amanda, are you there? Welcome. Welcome to today's um, uh, interview session. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I would like to just uh, start off, and if we could go back to the a little bit of the beginning before you joined the I Love Real Estate community, and it was only recently as well, um, what was your life like? What, what were you kind of like, you know, where were you at? at the time before you started? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it was because a lot's happened. So, <laughs> um, for me, um, I mean, Amanda and I weren't married at the time. I used to have a digital marketing agency. And I guess in a nutshell, I was extremely burnt out and um, I ended up closing the agency. And so, but as a result though, I, we were in a bit of a financial mess, a lot of credit card debt, um, a lot of pain um, and anger, I guess, and frustration and, and confusion. And, and um, yeah, I think for us, um, we got to the point where we, we, we didn't, we, we wanted to start to get into property, but we didn't want to be in a mortgage for 30 years, essentially, and, and pay that off. And we just, we basically, Amanda was saying before um, to me that um, I, I tend to like to question things and find out better ways of doing things. So um, I was asking questions about like, how can I buy a house without putting a deposit down or things like that? And it, and it kind of started from there. But um, I mean, Amanda and I, we were in a lot of financial issues. I was unemployed for a period of time. And um, yeah, as a result of me questioning things, I, I, just, I just stumbled upon options, property options. And um, from there, I basically spent probably a year or more, um, probably going through hundreds and hundreds of letters being sent per month. And the amount of deals that didn't happen that was so close to, like I could probably write a book, like of all the things that we had to go through uh, the failures, the, the close calls of getting something and then having it thrown back in your face and go, what else have you got kind of thing after a developer said, yeah, this is what I'm after and then changing his mind after four months of work, for example, on one deal. So um, in a nutshell, frustration, struggle, um, tired. <laughs> <laughs> tiredness um yeah I, I guess for for us life was um really challenging and, and amanda was going through her visa stuff as well um i was uh struggling because i've always believed that you know that there are other ways of making money other than just doing a nine to five so for me to not have a job but maybe i need to have a job because i need to pay for things while i do this was really challenging for me i guess personally at the time and um, and obviously a failure of a of a business that I was that I started from nothing for ten years and then closing it down with a lot of debt. There was a lot of failure. Let's just say that a lot of failure, a lot of financial hardship, a lot of struggle, and a lot of rejection is probably a summary of that for us. But I don't know if there's anything for that. Yeah. And and the one other thing, Corey, was that you you had a bit of a you were operating off something from from very young, from about fourteen, weren't you? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So <laughs> um, 
I I made this promise to myself when I was 14. So I I I remember the day and the time and everything that happened so vividly because it's one of those things that when something big happens in your life, you remember everything that happened in that moment. And so what happened is I, I was in bed really upset because I can hear my parents fight and scream over money. Um, and I, I basically made a promise to myself and I said to myself, I don't know how, or I don't know what I'll be doing to make this happen, but it stops with me. Um, and um, I, I remember today, like, I don't know how I'm going to make money or I'll stop this from happening. Cause it's been, a, it's, it's like a, a, a gene that happens in my family. Everyone in my family in the past has been struggling with money and been, you know, fairly poor. And I just decided it stops with me. That was the decision I made. I don't know how I was going to do it or what I was going to do. But I think for me, setting the intention from the very beginning is what has, you know, led us to today. Um, and all the decisions I've been making by, you know, starting businesses and failing and trying again and learning about that, learning about mindset, learning about uh, overcoming challenges and, and finance and money and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So that it, I think it all started at 14 for me. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, for me, I feel like I came to Australia six years ago and I couldn't even speak English. I couldn't speak a word of English. People ask my name. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I came to Australia with $4,000 um, and I came here. And for me, I was just like, I just want to find a job here. And I was a nanny. This was my first job. So for me, after six years, um actually be doing deals is very unreal it's very unreal so yeah so this is life before <laughs> yeah I mean Amanda like I remember when we met we met in a jiu-jitsu class and Amanda couldn't speak she couldn't even respond to my basic hi how are you question <laughs> she had nothing um literally what Amanda said a couple thousand dollars and and you know life for Amanda was even more challenging because she had to learn English and, and have a job and create stability and you you lived on $30 a week to buy food yeah exactly yeah exactly um, I, I used to live in Sydney and I as a nanny I was earning $300 per week I paid 260 in my accommodation and I had $40 to eat okay. wow so, yeah wow yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's a tough one yeah yeah all right. I mean, other people where they've been a lot worse, but we, we had a lot of struggles, like yeah, yeah. constant financial and mental struggles. So yeah. So so then from there, uh, what was the decision to join I Love Real Estate? How did that come about? Well, um, for us, we were doing property options for about um, just over 12 months. And so I basically was sick and tired of spending hours and time and, and spending two three four hundred letters a, a month to get nowhere to spend four months on a particular deal and for the developer to throw back the feasibility practically in my face to so I don't like it what else have you got and I go I don't have anything else I just got so sick and tired of, of, of seeing other people succeeding and not succeeding myself like you know, I was just after like, maybe if we just made 20 grand from a deal, like I'll be like over the moon kind of thing. And, True. and um, yeah, we just got sick and tired of, of that. And I guess for me, I was just asking like, what is it that I'm missing? What is it that I'm not doing or don't know that that's preventing from Amanda and I to, to make this work? Um, and so I don't know if you want me to go through any particular of the struggles that I went through with the options, um, Michael, but um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's up to you to share, Corey, if you're happy to, to, to share with that, um, you know. Well, I, I was going, I, I was thinking, well, look, what's the difference between a one into two and a one into 500 subdivision in an option? <laughs> so I might as well go for the one into 500. That was how my head works because it's the same amount of work. Yeah, more money. So I went for big stuff, right? And that was probably a big mistake because there's other factors I'm not keeping in mind from the developer's point of view who needs to actually do the deal and make the money on his side. And, and, so, and I, I suppose we're just going to say as well, you haven't as yet done a deal. Oh, I've done no deals. Never. I've never bought a house before. Um, yeah. So basically what happened is um, it, basically in Adelaide, I was going for you know 250 to 500 lot subdivision deals, sending letters, 
basically getting HOA signed, having my ultimate buyers. So I was already had a list of developers that uh, now HOA. So sorry, HOA. HOA, yeah. So um, heads of agreement. Yep. Cool. Thank you. Um, for for uh, for just to create an option agreement. Yep. Um. So and um. Anyway, so I had I had a list of ultimate buyers, and a developer's like, "Yep, this is what I'm looking for. This suburb. This is how many. This is the profit margin I'm looking for. That kind of thing, right? And these were high profile developers. So I'll spend months, like four, five, six months, sending letters, meeting with vendors, negotiating. Um. And you got to remember, like, I'm driving in a really old Honda CRV with 50k worth of credit card debt and unemployed. No air conditioning. No air conditioning and it's 38 degree days and I'm sweating in a shirt kind of thing. And, and I've never bought a block of land, but hey, I, I think $5 million for your land is reasonable. Let's do it kind of thing. Like, that's the situation that I was in in a nutshell and try to haggle them down to make the deal more profitable by a million dollars. Like, that was a situation that I was in. Anyway, I'll get something signed, right? Great, got it. I'll bring it to the developer. And so I'll rock up to the developer's office. He's 15 minutes late. I'm sitting in an office around all of his employees feeling awkward, which was not a great experience. Anyway, we rock up, we meet in this long boardroom uh, meeting room with a long, you know, like really thick wood kind of table, if you can imagine. And he's sitting across from me and he doesn't even acknowledge that he's late or anything like that, but that's fine. That's okay. I'm not there for that. I'm there to make a deal. And um, he's talking about other things and that kind of thing. So he hasn't have acknowledged why I'm here. And he's like, oh, that's right. You've got a deal you want to show me. So I showed him, I had this beautiful folder. Like I put a lot of effort into it. The feasibility, the comparables, um, the, the engineering, uh, basic engineering emails about the sound barriers and all that kind of stuff that he needed to know, right? And he's like, looked at it, looked at the fees. It goes, there's something wrong with that. I don't like it. What else have you got? That was pretty much the response. He slided back to the table towards me. And um, I, <laughs> I still remember it because I was just like, Are you like, what else have I got? Like, I've got nothing else. I spent six months finding this deal that you told me that you want. And I think for me, the lesson for there was that, I mean, I've, I mean, other than I was um, putting all my eggs in one basket, I guess. But the other part was that I was going for big deals. And for him, he's just like, man, this is a big one. The timing of the market's wrong, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so... Anyway, I felt gutted, like absolutely gutted. And he's already haggling me about what my fee would be as a finder's fee and things like that. And it was just not a great meeting, <laughs> not a good yeah. feeling to have someone who's high profile, who, who was got, I got introduced through and to, to be treated like, I mean, look, he, he wasn't doing it intentionally, and, um, but, you know, late, didn't feel really respected and to kind of have it shoved back in my face and go, what else have you got kind of thing. So that was that was just one. I think there was probably about 22, 23 different deals that yeah. fall, fell apart in a space of 12 months. Yeah, so my perspective was I was working by myself because Corey was just full-time doing this. So I still remember Corey used to pick up me at work and I opened the door and I was like super excited. It's like, hey, what, what happened? And Corey's like, oh, didn't didn't work out. I was like, oh, but it's okay. It's the next one, next one. And then opened the door again. It's like, hey, how you went? And Corey's like, oh, the one didn't work again. I was like, no, it's fine. The next one, next one. He went to two times. Yeah. And like, we never give up, you know? And it was tough because... Back then it was actually my first proper job in marketing. I was a junior, I wasn't earning much. I was basically support all our expenses. Corey was full-time in the property, but we never fight. We never give up and we keep it strong with our going mind. Is that what you want? And I always am a big believer, you need to enjoy the journey. You don't see just, okay, I'm going to make, I don't know, 200,000. If you are suffering for this entire period until you get the 200,000, does it work? I don't feel like work. I feel like you should be having fun and to laugh your mistakes. And it's like, he, and actually give yourself some credit. It's like, oh my God, okay, I'm closer. We failed 22 times. But I don't see as we fail 22 times. We are 22 times closer 
to achieve our goal. Hundred percent. There's mm. there's a lesson in all of them. I mean, I, I did feel gutted, and I didn't feel like, oh, that's great, I failed. <laughs> that's awesome. At the time, like I, I hated what was happening, but I had to, I had to decide to look for the lesson in it and and the upside of it that I was able to approach this high end profile developer. If I mentioned his name, you would know. Um, from someone that's never bought a block of land in his life or I signed a mortgage document and present something to him. Uh, to me, that gave me a confidence of knowing what actually happens in a situation, whether instead of like trying to imagine what would happen. Mm. Um, and a bit of a steep learning curve there. Massive, but that's only one of many because like there, there's, and someone asked, why did I not try another ultimate buyer? I did. And um, they all said the same thing. Um, I tried two others. Um, they were high profile. I only had about three and a, a few smaller ones. Yeah, I think it's important to give some context as well because when these uh, ultimate buyers, they reach out to us, this specific suburb has a lot of demand. But what happened is everyone is starting developing there. So in the space of maybe a few months, the demand starts going down because it had a lot of houses already. There was too much stock. Yeah, so all this work core was going through. When he finished, he went there. The developer like, no, there are too much, too much houses there already. I yeah. don't need the area anymore. Yeah, and that, and that was that. Yeah, it's more than just the fees and the numbers and stuff. It's the timing, especially for something that big. Yeah. Um, and I mean, other situations where I rock up to big boardrooms and there'll be like the, 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 the farm. Um, it, this was like 500 and something lot subdivision as well. It was an almond farm and, the, and the bro- there's five brothers and the dad and they're like six foot six, really big guys. And here I am sweating with, a, with, with me negotiating the price. And that was intimidating for, for me as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of little stories. But This is a good question. So what were their concerns with the visa? So uh, what happened? He, what happened? Big one. Yeah, actually, what happened is the visa will work, but in this area, we need a sound barrier. Oh no, that was a different. That was the other one, I think. The one, the one for. Um, so explain. Yeah, the, yeah. The, that one there. That's another deal. Yeah, it's all... another deal. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, what what I'd like to do is let's let's get kind of focused onto the no not not wanting to take away from what you've done, but let's let's get onto the because you're at the point now where you've obviously run into some things where that's just not working and I love real estate is there um so you now you guys joined when was it was it 2019 mm-hmm. yeah October yep ultimate and then platinum I think December 2019 wasn't it yeah and when you came into the community um you had a bit of debt as well yes yeah about 40 to 50k of credit card debt at the time yeah Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So obviously not not really in the best position, and obviously you know you're kind of keen to do things, but things weren't really kind of coming together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I basically um, we joined um, basically at that time. I decided to get a job because I promised a man if I didn't get a deal happening in this in the next six months, I have to get a job, and that was for me it was really hard to do um, personally, but I did it. Um, and so, um, the question, sorry, um, what was the question I'm asking, Michael? Sorry. Right. Uh, this, this is about when you first, when you uh, first joined, you've obviously got some credit card debt there when you started, I think it was 40, 50. Um, and then, but things weren't coming together for you. Ah, uh, okay. So basically, um, we joined the community and what we're looking for from the community, because I, I basically wanted to know what is it that I'm missing and what the actual process is and build the confidence in order to find the deal that, you know, to, to get a deal across the line. And so we joined Ultimate and, um, and then we joined Platinum because we decided to take it to the next step and learn what I need to learn. But I guess it took us um, probably about 12 months. The first 12 months of being in the community was still were fi- facing challenges and, and I had the credit card debt and stuff like that as well. And so, um, yeah, it took us about 12 months learning the process. And I think the biggest takeaway I got out of the program, especially in Platinum, was actually the, the onboarding training of the area research. And because I was looking for the process of what needs to happen, what is the steps I need to do to, to actually find a deal and land something. And so because then 
being full-time, I was able to reduce the debt whilst learning about what needs to happen to find a deal, to secure a deal. And because I was able, we were able to reduce the debt and both working full-time at the time, we had serviceability. So this opened up a lot of opportunities for us. Um, and yeah, that, that's basically what happened, how we, we started to kind of crawl from the depths of the darkness that we were in at the time, if that makes sense. Mm. And so being in the community, I think the, the community part side of things was probably the most powerful part because Amanda and I were pretty much, pretty much alone. Um, no one around us understood what we were doing and why don't you just get a job or why are you doing this or you know like people just didn't understand but being in the community seeing other people succeeding and other people failing and learning from their mistakes it we just weren't alone anymore and we're able to learn and 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 be inspired by other people and that's what kept us going but when we're in the community and we joined um we were in europe um for our honeymoon when COVID hit and so we missed out on a lot of the conferences um, at the time. And there was a bit of uncertainty as well with the market and what was going on. And our JV partner at the time was a bit concerned as well. But Amanda and I, we persevered through so much. We had we decided to look at what, what opportunity it created for us and how we can overcome uh, this and create opportunity for other people as well, JV partners and other people with the like. And so we just kept going. We kept persevering and 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 focusing on what the next step is, what the deal is that we need to do. But it, that was, so that was 2020. We didn't even find a deal. And it was about October, November. <laughs> We're just like, okay, I'm in platinum now and I'm still not able to acquire a deal. This is ridiculous. This is probably three years of struggle um, of, of in the property. So it took us three and a bit years to find a deal, to, to acquire our first deal. And I think a lot of people don't see that. Like we don't, you don't see the journey that happened. They just see the tip of the iceberg. But there was a lot of struggle, a lot of letters, a lot of conversations with vendors and agents and 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 knows. You know, like we would during this time, we're looking for a subdivision deal, and we'll, we'll make an offer on a property. And the one, the, the wife is like, "Yep, looks great," but the husband's not sure. He wants to give it a couple of days, and someone will swoop in unconditional at 100k more. And I'm like, "How did you make money from that?" But we lost the deal. And like just random situations we had no control of, and so it got to the near the end of the year. We're like, "You know what? Maybe I'm still trying to reach too big." maybe I just need to cut it back further. And so we decided to do um, a PPR deal. Um, we decided to buy a single block of land, build on it, live in a little bit, and then sell it for a profit. Really, really simple. So just just on, on that kind of change of approach, was that like a mind shift kind of for you guys? Because you mentioned as well, I mean, I think that there was a little bit of a mind shift kind of um, occurring, especially in Platinum. Um, well, for Amanda, it was a lot for you for mindset, wasn't it? Rather than me, it was, um, yeah. Um, I think for me, of course, like now my English is perfect, but in back then I was like, when I started in properties, like, how am I going to reach out to people? Um, I, that fear of actually talk over the phone with an agent actually gave me anxiety. Like, how am I going to call an agent and start asking about, no, like how's the questions? So I had to go through a huge growth to get to where I am right now. And it was simple things that, oh my gosh, okay, I need to call this agent. Uh, okay, I need to ask all this bunch of questions. Um, and then also don't believe that I could achieve that because like I, I'm from Brazil and in Brazil, you are learning that you need to go to uh, the best university, you need to do your master's and you need to find a good job and you stay there. And for 15 years is, is actually the reality there. Like you stay for 15 years in a job. Um, and when I got here in Australia, like, of course I was in a different country and I met Corey and Corey has all this entrepreneur mindset. And we, I learned that this is not the only way. There are other ways for our financial freedom. And for me, Narelle, actually, I'm very grateful for her because I had all these struggle, struggles like while I was doing platinum. I had to really shift the mindset that I'm capable of. 
now I call the agencies from the car. <laughs> I don't mind, but it was a huge struggle for me and also believe that I can do it. Um, so I feel like when I had the mindset shift, everything changed because sometimes the fear can actually block a lot of things from you. You know, sometimes you are sabotaging yourself and you don't even realize that. So you need to give a step back, understand your feelings, understand which areas you need to improve um, and what you are telling yourself. You know, you need to be so careful what you are telling yourself. Um, and I wasn't telling myself good stuff. I was like, oh, you're never going to be able to do. And now I am like, oh, that's easy. I got this. Um, so yes, it was a huge mindset shift. And having a coach that I never had a coach in my entire life was a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I met Amanda, she couldn't even respond to, hi, how are you? Like we met in a jujitsu class, I was saying. And um, Amanda couldn't even speak English at all. She couldn't respond. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm very um, um, amazed and, and proud of how far Amanda's come because Amanda's a completely different person. Like she's came here with three grand in Australia, not being able to speak English and, and working as a nanny. Four grand, actually. Four I was grand. a little bit more rich than you think. <laughs> yeah, four grand, sorry. Um, to, you know, negotiating with agents on, on you know, on what the price that we're after and their, and, and their commission and and the purchase price of, of deals that we're going through. And, and, and if you vendors as well. And vendors, yeah, 100%. Like, I went there to actually, I was going to, I was trying to sell, uh, Dave uh, was a vendor, how it's called again? Vendor like, finance. Vendor finance. Yeah. And I was like negotiating with him. That was another failure. Yeah. Another yeah, but it was another failure, but I learned so much. Failures it was so failure. much fun. Good and <laughs> failures are good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love it. I, I love it. I'm a completely different human i think i mean can't work anything now <laughs> so do you do you think that a lot of those changes is coming from your experience with within the platinum oh 100 because as i mentioned before um corey was full-time in property i was in my marketing job and then i remember corey go home and to say, I went to this event with a, a woman called Jeepnan. I was like, oh, good. It's a woman. I love women because we are very detailed, you know, like we are very caring. And the last course we did was a dude that just showed his pretty cars, like his Ferraris. <laughs> I was like, I don't care about Ferraris. I just actually want actually a good house. It was, was a dude talking. So when he actually said it was a, actually a woman, I was like, I love it. So we went to the event and I was not planning to pay for oh, platinum. I was not planning. Yeah, this is when we're in Now, look, this, this is a good thing because there's a question that's come up and it said, how did you end up signing up for platinum when you were 50K in the credit card debt? So, so what happened? What, how did you do that? Can I explain that one? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Corey took me to the event. We pay, I swear to God, we had literally five grand saved. And we took all our saved to buy the ultimate. ultimate. Mm -hmm. It was our birthday present. We actually didn't even travel. have the money to buy a gift for each other. We bought the course. I went there and I told Corey, we are not expanding money in course until we start to make him money. Because I've, there's been two courses already. But I know, yeah. But see, I already made the decision like in my head that we're going for platinum. I didn't. I was like, no pay another course. <laughs> I went to there and then I went through the entire event. And at the end, it was actually an event here in Adelaide. Narelle came and she said, who, um, you, who is actually interested in platinum is staying to the end for question. And I'm a very open-minded person. So I was like, why not? I'm going to ask questions. And she actually, her answers, like everyone was asking questions and her answers was so spot on that she actually, I need this. This is our next step. We didn't have the money. We are literally broke, broke. But it, to, it was October. We literally saved the money in two months 
to pay for the first deposit of platinum and then we did the instatement installment installment yeah. Yeah. yeah so literally like we save everything we could pay the deposit yeah. and then installment like every month we pay for platinum because i was i was working full time that was when i like no i need to work full time i can't put the strain on amanda so yeah we we're able to save and we still had the credit card debt but i guess we had minimum payments that we just make sure we had to keep and yeah but now we don't have any debts anymore thank god we just saved and we sold a lot of things around the house we used to do a little bit of garage uh sale flipping buy stuff for garage sales i sold my sell. bike sold. video game everything yeah, ps4 wow. everything. we just sold stuff we put the deposit together and made it happen but i, I remember the time because a man was sitting in front of me and i already made a decision i'm like i want platinum when Amanda put her hand up and asked a question about platinum, that means she's already considering it. And I thought, this is good. This is progress. Because when people ask you a question, even if it's like a like um, an objective question, it means that they're thinking about it, right? So that's a good thing. You know, you, objections isn't bad. I'm like, Amanda's thinking about it. I remember that. I was like, we're so doing platinum. <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah that was that was basically what happened pretty pretty time. amazing hey pretty amazing that you've kind of like you've put everything on the line and ultimate and ultimate was a birthday present yes yeah wow yeah. wow awesome well look we should we should now get into some of the things that you've done because because it sounds like you've gone through a bit of a tough time to get there and, and obviously um getting into platinum fantastic that really has has shifted things around so what um what can you give us a bit of an idea of deal deals wise? What did you actually? Because you you mentioned you got into a PPR deal. Do you want to kind of go through and and, and share that? Yeah. Um. So like I was saying before, that we were just like maybe we should just bring it back to really basic, and because we'd never gone through like a, a mortgage application process or anything or putting an offer because we were doing options. So we were just like you know what, let's just find a block of land. We'll treat it as a deal. Um. We had by then, so we're talking like nine, 10 months into platinum and still not finding a deal yet. Um, we had some money saved because we end up paying credit card debt off from me working full-time and Amanda working full-time. Amanda had a, a worked on getting a promotion, which really helped as well. Um, we're able to save a bit more money, which is really, really cool because we're living off of one wage at the end of it and saving the other. So that's how we live now. We live off of Amanda's wage and we save mine. Um, and so we had some equity um to buy a block of land um with a 10 percent deposit and we're going to build and we also had um grants so we we're able to get the fifteen thousand dollar first homeowner grant in in adelaide and also uh the twenty five thousand dollar home builder grant that was happening at the time so it's essentially the, the government was almost like a jb partner for us yeah just to give you some context as yeah. well because this part is very interesting mm -hmm. corey and i we had a lot of a lot of faith failures and in one of these periods um i was talking with narelle and that's right narelle was such um so amazing for me because i was talking with her and i was in the desperate mode i was like i just want to do i just want to do for the sake of you having a deal and i was pushing myself so hard making myself so sick that i never had anxiety in my life in that period, I had anxiety. And because what I was doing with me. And then Nara was like, you need to give a step back. Even if you need to stop it properly for a few months, you need to put, you need to actually get better. And then I, I stopped for a few weeks and then I miss it and I, then I come back and I was in the right mindset again. Um, so when we see all these that we are going to show you, we have all these challenges in the past, even though exciting that I never had before. Yeah. Um, okay, so then when I called Narelle that day, Corey couldn't make our coaching session. So I was talking to her myself and I say, Narelle, we have this PPR deal. And Narelle was so careful and so lovely to actually make sure we are doing this deal because it was a good deal or because we are just rushing for the sake of do a deal. Mm -hmm. So she literally asked me the right questions and she made me show her the profit at the end. And the end of that call, she said, okay, yes, this look like a good deal. But mm -hmm. the beginning, we had the right questions from our coach to realize if it was actually a good deal or actually was, I need a deal. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it going into a desperate or were we doing it because it was a deal essentially? <laughs> so, such a good point. Yeah, such a good point to clarify. Yeah, yeah. The actual decision-making process, it is. it becomes a business decision. It doesn't become an emotional decision. Yeah, yeah, cool. So how did the deal stack up? How did it, did, did, did it, did, you know, did, did it, how did it, how did it, how did it end up or how did it, you know, how did it progress? Yeah. So at the moment where the slab is down and we're finishing the construction, but um, yeah, it ended up, so we did, we put about 55 K in total in equity, probably about by now um, in it plus 40 K from the grants. So once we sell up after living in there, we'll probably have about 150 K profit from that. Yeah. So we turned five grand into 150. Yeah. Nice, nice. So almost triple, triple what you put into it, hey? Yeah, which is really cool. And I think the the other part that's probably it's really hard to put a dollar figure on is learning the process, like the the whole mortgage process, the whole construction process, dealing with the builder, dealing with all sorts of things. I mean, even that deal had its challenge um, with the problem with settlement being delayed to the the builder um having issues with the builder and challenges around that like deals is is basically teaching you how to be better at problem solving that's essentially what it is it, we're just getting different problems now and all the other problems that we had before are no longer problems good problems though yeah they're challenges um all the challenges we had before we don't have as much now because we've got other challenges that we're working on now it's mm-hmm. not going to stop it just becomes different essentially so yeah, but that one will be about 150k. We turned 55 into 150, which is great. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So that's that's still obviously um, uh, in construction, isn't it? Yes. Down yeah. and so forth. Yep. Okay. Cool. Okay. So then now now that you've done that, what did you do then? So um, uh, that it, it, it's like when it rains, it pours, right? So that was um, early this year that we've settled on the land, and then within about a month or two, because we we're sending letters for a subdivision, we had a JV partner, we will service ability. Um, we had a letter um, that turned into a purchase of a property. Yeah, that should give some context. Sorry, I had a mark in my finger of so so many letters. Oh, yeah. I need to write. We are literally. I was like manually writing every single letter 100 letters per month that was our kpi that was yes. the minimum i should have the mark here guys okay everything leaves marks because <laughs> we're, we're handwriting the letters at the time because we were testing between printed handwritten printed and handwritten envelope seeing which one had the best because we're marketers right it's open rate click-through rate you know all that kind of stuff what is the rate yep. what's the conversion rate of my letters um trying to optimize that and um, Amanda had callous on her fingers <laughs> from writing too much. Wow. Um, yeah. So wow. the lesson there, writing doesn't make a difference, but handwriting the letter envelope does. So okay. Anyway, the letter. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so and so how did the calluses pay off? Did the calluses pay? Pay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this this one here was our first subdivision deal, and so we were talking probably about two months after we started the PPL one, each month. Um, that one there we purchased for 320. So this is complete off market um, from a letter drop. Um, and it was an elderly guy. Uh, he had health issues. He needed a delayed settlement to find you know, living back with his daughter. So we had to accommodate that, which was good. Um, and so we, we've basically, we're just waiting on titles now uh, to be issued. All the blocks have been sold. Um, so the two blocks, we budgeted 235K per block, no 230K per block. And they end up selling for 250, uh, 250 and 251. So they're all, which is like another 40K profit there than what we didn't anticipate. So total profit was about 81 grand on that subdivision. And we're splitting it between 50-50 with our equity partner and us. So it's 40 grand for us. Yeah. And, and how much money did you put into that? Because you're in the middle of doing your PPR deal. Zero. That was no money down. That was, we'll just serviceability and finding and doing the deal. So no money down serviceability partners that's it and 81k profit that you split yep 50 15 two months after you've done your ppr deal yeah yes. <laughs> okay all right awesome awesome okay what happened then yeah so we were just kind of like um all right how much can we still borrow because we had the house and land and then the, the subdivision deal and so we work with um wisdom loans to figure out you know what is our borrowing capacity and then we had a, JV, a, 
our current JV partner, our second JV partner approached us and we started to do um, talk about deals. Um, and so this one here, we were serviceability, uh, no money down. This is a, a knockdown subdivide into two and build two high-end um, double-story houses here in Adelaide. Um, and so that one there had its challenges as well. Uh, um, basically, um, what happened? Do you want to explain? This is your part, the, the settlement thing, or yeah. Um, so in this one here was a very interesting one because um, I changed my jobs, uh, my job because I was going to receive forty thousand dollars more per year in yeah. this new this new job. We're so both was trying a, to boost our service. Yeah. So it was a huge promotion. Um, I started the job that we allow us to do this sturdy deal. Yeah, which was an $880,000 purchase. Yes. Time. So we're getting bigger. Yeah, so we bought the house, we signed the contract, we signed the contract with the RJV, and I was fired. <laughs> Yeah. so this was this was unconditional so there's no subject to yes unconditional we, we we were confident and we knew um we we're confident in the deal and everything but we knew we had to be aggressive because the market is really aggressive so we we couldn't do subject to finance we knew we just had to go unconditional here's the the 80 90k deposit that the jv supplied um and we have a 90 day settlement or something or eight no 60 day settlement yeah on that one and it made a loss of job yeah so then i was fired and what happened is when you actually have your jv uh when you have your jv the first thing is in my head i'm a problem solver in my job whatever put my hand so i never want to go there and tell my jv i have this problem without a solution so i need to give a step back and thank god i have a very good reputation in marketing field. So I got another job in 24 hours. And then I call my, my JV partner and say, hey, I lost my job, but I already find another one. And I already called Simone from uh, the Wizard Loans and we still can serve the deal. So we gave him the problem, but we also gave our JV the solution. Yeah. So it was very good because it was a huge opportunity for us to actually turning on our problem solver brain and work together as a team uh, to to solve and yeah. to keep the deal rolling. Yeah, because for us, it was important to show him that when we're faced with a challenge and how we react, like that's that's what we've learned from all the failures and all the challenges in the past three, three to four years is how we, our attitude towards problems or challenges um and and amanda she i mean look i freaked out for two hours because like, oh my god we just signed this he's got this money now we're done this this has happened what the hell are we gonna do i did freak out it wasn't like great problem let's go it wasn't like that <laughs> i freaked the crap out of what was happening like that's the reality can, can you just get you just give it a bit of an idea of the time frame so you've you've basically your jv partners put 80 grand into the deal at the time yep at the time yep You've signed the contract. Mm -hmm. Unconditional. Unconditional for 830, was it? 880. 880. Yeah. All right. Signed the contract. How long? And so you've gone unconditional on that. So everything's kind of going ahead. Mm -hmm. How long between that and then you getting fired? Maybe a week. About, about a week. <laughs> about a week. Yeah. So we were basically putting everything together with Simone. Like she had all our details for the mortgage. Like it was a no brainer. But she, you know, and we had the, the package to give Simone and it was like, hey, Simone, this has happened. Yeah, and like, we can't oh. lie to the bank. You actually need to tell the bank the truth. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, she needs you actually to explain. <laughs> they're going to find out anyway, aren't they? Eventually. They're find out, yeah. <laughs> so she needed to explain to the bank that, look, she lost her job because of this reason. Actually, the company could afford me anymore. And wasn't her fault. The company actually gave me a letter saying that the reason. And but she already found another job. So the bank, good on her. They literally like helped me out. Yeah. Um, so the bank actually was very kind as well. Yeah, because we had to kind of give reasons like, you know, why did you go from 130k to a 90k job? Basically? Yeah. What yeah. Okay. We, we lost 40k in service, like in, in annual income from Amanda's side. But we luckily I had a pay rise and it kind of balanced it out a little bit. So we we're still down, but we'll, we scraped by with this one with serviceability. Like 
the bank, when we're going through the finance process, had to double check the rent to make sure we could afford it because <laughs> they didn't know we're obviously going to knock it down. So it was yep. scraped the barrel, basically. Wow. That's just the, yeah. This is the rewards from taking risks, hey? Yeah, well, it wasn't planned like that. It was going to be smooth. My man had a new job. It was all good. Like, it was just a, you know, follow the process. But Yeah, yeah and always you need, to, um, you need to have a strong mindset that you need to be ready for any challenge. So every time when you're getting a deal, you need to say, look, something's going to happen here. And you need to be okay with that. Mm. So it's a lot of mindset growth there. No to, you, I'm not saying you to expect the worst. I'm just telling you to be prepared that something can come up and you need to solve it. Yeah. Problem solvers. Love it. Love like it. Even in the yeah. second deal, we had the conveyance trying to negotiate the price after we signed like little things like that i'm like what are you doing like we're already unconditional what was going on like how could you plan for that like yeah. just random stuff right so anyway so <laughs> uh, maybe you should <laughs> hey so now this this deal this uh this third deal so how does it stack up then yeah so this obviously was... obviously it's going ahead now it's all cool it's you know the, yeah, yeah, with, with yep. um uh, a month ago something like that yeah about a, just over a month ago we settled um we're just waiting on the on the, the development approval now for the construction mm -hmm. um but that was a purchase price of 880 and the town that sorry not townhouses that the houses we, we anticipated they'll sell for 1.25 mil each but the way the market's going in some of the comparables we'll probably be able to get 1.3 1.35 so this is based on a 1.25 mil sell. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at about 380K profit. Um, but the way that it's going, like I'm, I'm budgeting 1.3, 1.35. We're probably looking at about 450, 500 if we get that. Um, but the way it's split, so this is no money down. Serviceability, uh, our JV partner is the primary doing partner in this one because it's commercial finance, because um, we don't have serviceability to finance the build. Um, he has a track record. We don't in construction. So yep. it, that's how it had to be structured. Um, but we're still doing, because the thing that we wanted was obviously the cash, but also the experience most of all, because then we can start doing those deals ourselves. Um, and that's a 30-70 split, 30% us that we wanted. 70% yeah. And you're, you're happy with that because you're learning as well. You're still doing a deal. You're getting into yourself a deal and you're learning at the same time. And the money's good. How much yeah. is the profit? It was like, worst case, 110, best case, but 160K. What else do you want? I, I anticipate 140 to 150K profit for us and no money down. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that, that one, that will be 12 months. So, less than now. Mm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome, yeah. guys. Awesome. So, now, uh, and you've probably got more, you've got more deals kind of like, um in the pipeline yeah so now we're just looking for the fourth one now so um we don't have serviceability and we don't have enough equity to do a deal yet of course because it's all happening in the future so basically what we're doing now is i'm solving the problem of how can i do a deal without being serviceability or equity that's the next challenge how can i do mm -hmm. that because if i can once once we do that then i'm, I'm free I can, there's no limit, essentially. It, it's essentially, like I've, I've learned, I've experienced that process and that's that's the next step for us. So we're looking for a either a subdivision or a construction, probably a subdivision to make it really clean depend, like based on our appetite for our JV partners. Um, and we're basically back to sending letters again and doing the same process. Oh, it started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are those calluses going no we don't we don't hand write them anymore. yeah it's, it's the envelopes that we need yeah now write, we, yeah just the envelopes yeah. the envelopes okay cool so if you have a look at where where you've been i mean you've been in the community um coming up on two years now isn't it mm -hmm. so it's not even it's not even two years it's going on to two years October will be yeah and within that period of time you've done three deals well, first well you're, in, you're, you're into into three deals yeah yeah yeah, the first year we did nothing. It was only the past six months, six to eight months that we we're doing these three deals. We're in the past six to eight months. Wow! So you you're doing a lot of catching up. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. It's much. so interesting because in the beginning, you are learning, you know, like it's, it's, it's the time for you to actually study all the material and start to practicing. And then in the following year, everything comes happen at, the, at once because you have the knowledge from that year that you are struggling. So mm. this is the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, like even the agents that we built relationships with in the first year of Ultimate or Platinum, sorry, um, you know, end up being the selling agents for this, for the two blocks of land. And it was able to get a 20K uplift from what we budgeted for each block, you know, but we had such a tight relationship, a good relationship to the point where we're catching up for lunch and things like that. But those are the types of things that we've, you know, that we built up during that period of not, you know, trying to find a deal, but not finding it. You know, we, mm. we kept focusing on the relationship first and That's, just studying a lot yeah and and being authentic about it not pretending that we've done a whole bunch of deals so that exactly. people think differently of us you know that's so true when i call the agents like never done this in my life before but i need your help because i want to yeah because that, that eliminates the nervousness because sometimes you you feel like you need to pretend that you're someone that you're not there yet but a man and i would approach like look i'm new to this this is how i'm approaching it I was wondering if you could help that kind of thing. And it just eliminates that pressure of having to impress to then, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah different, but, different flow, different vibe. Yeah, exactly. But um, that, that 12 months of being in platinum was just primarily learning a lot and building relationships. And, and that's how we approach our JB partners as well is having that really close relationship um, where we get along um and and being having the authentic or being authentic and honest and like when issues like amanda's job um we decided like all right we need to let him know in 24 hours we have to come up with a solution we're not just going to go this happened and that's it he needs to know he was going to ask us so what are we doing about it mm, absolutely <laughs> we do that so yeah yeah so how, how do you how do you stack up now if you're looking at the deals that you've done you've You've got the, the PPR, you're looking at about 150 from that one. Mm -hmm. um, then you're looking at the subdivision deal, you're looking at around about 40. 40, yep. yeah. Yep. Out of that one. And then the the last one that the uh, the one or two uh, build, you're yeah. you're looking at maybe about what about 140? Yeah. Yeah. That one there, approximately. Yep. Yeah, and we're also, um, as I said before, because we've we've learned to live so lean, we don't have any debts and things like we cleared that out. We're living off of a man's wage and we save mine. So we we live off of one wage. We live lean, so we're saving anywhere from fifty to seventy k a year in my wage. We're saving it, um, and I mean, I, I started off with a very low wage three years ago, and I built that up because I knew that the more wage I had, the more I could borrow. So it's a motivation <laughs> you know, like, for his work. You know what I mean? Totally, totally, yeah. And so because we're so used to living lean and, and you know, I mean, we didn't even mention, we paid a wedding ourselves when we got married in those three to four years as well without any help, you know? So there was a lot of other, there was that as well, I forgot to mention, but we learned to live lean. So we're probably going to save, yeah, I would say 70K in the next 12 months, we'll have that as well in savings yeah fantastic so you, we need to learn how to manage money you know and the more money we get we still need to learn how to manage it we need to learn how to manage this so we can manage that so that's how our approach to it so instead of having 40 to 50k in credit card debt you are now saving over <laughs> over that each year yes yeah, yeah but just uh, put it something important like the the credit card debt um actually was when Corey was a teenager and he did just so many courses to improve <laughs> and all his dad was to learn. So this is important as well. What we didn't, we never actually expanding clothing and shoes and was actually um, Corey focus in learning. Yeah, a $500 credit card given to you at 18 and it turned into a $23,000 credit card at 30 or 28 or something like that, whatever it was, you know, that, yep. that was, um, lessons learned you know from dealing with debt and money and stuff but yeah like i just kept buying courses yeah. and didn't care so <laughs> yeah. uh someone asked you what is Corey's jobs it's funny Corey and jai we work at the same place 24 7 Corey and jai we are 24 7 together we work at the same office same thing same salary same yeah pretty much <laughs> I, 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 sorry Sorry. Oh, no, please continue. 
But that, I was going to say the job before this one, though, when I was earning about 58K a year, um, and that was um, with my budget, um, I decided to learn, get that job because it was about finance and money and debt and bankruptcy. And I did that for 18 months whilst doing the property options and, and at the tail end when I started I Love Real Estate because I knew, like, I had a, because I had a marketing background, I can get a higher paying marketing job or I can learn about debt and how to get out of debt and how to forecast and manage cash flow. And I decided that job, even though it was less pay, because I feel like that was something I need to learn. And that was hard because it wasn't, um, wasn't used to having a job. I was used to working for myself, but that helped me to get through the credit card debt and looking at fees and things like that too. So um, that's, that's the decision behind that. But then I got to the point where I was like, I've learned that. I want to go back to marketing and that's where I got the pay increase, which is where I'm in now. So yeah, yeah. marketing. Yeah. Cool. Um, hey, I wanted to just check in with you on the JVs. There's a question here from Heidi on Facebook and she's saying, how, how do you find your JV partners? And I would like you to kind of expand a little bit about the whole JV process for you as well, for you guys. Yeah. Um, you, I, the way I see it is you have to reverse engineer the process. So to do that, you need to figure out what, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. And when I say weaknesses, I mean, for us, we were able to borrow at the time, but we had no equity. We had time, though, but those were our two strengths, the borrowing and the time, but the weakness was the equity. So that made it, first, that, that made us clear about, you know, that we need to find someone with equity. And even better, that had no time, right? Because I'm solving his weaknesses as well in the, in the exchange. So that was the first thing that told me that, you know, we need to find an equity partner. And then from there, I mean, the the Platinum Forum, is it, uh, sorry, the it's actually in the Ultimate, I think it is, the forum there. Um, that was a good place to start as well. Well, we did some posts there and that helped generate um, uh, some uh, JV partners as well, some interests. But for us, it, I think what really worked after that was putting ourselves out there, um, sharing our challenges, sharing our wins and losses, like on the closed group with videos and things like that. Because I think to us, it showed us our character and who we are and how we deal with situations. I think that's most important. Like if when we have the, the three to 400K equity next year saved up and I wanted to invest in someone's deal, I would be looking for that. What is their character how do they deal with problems yeah. and things like that and we also we build a relationship with people like mm -hmm. genuinely relationship even before having a deal so the relationship we had with our first jv we didn't even have a deal and it's like hey let do you need pizza and catch up mm -hmm. and talk mm -hmm. and you know see if you we are fit for each other and then actually after we start the relationship with him now he's our friend become we become friends we actually got a deal six months after and he was there he's like yes okay good like he, we are let's go um and we now the the second uh jv is we didn't even have a deal either he approached us hey do you want to do a deal together but he was listening to us to our videos that we are putting there and all the pretty and the ugliest part of all this property thing and we yeah. now become like friends as well so yeah. The, yeah the first jv partner wasn't even intentional we were just talking it was two um super conferences ago when we were allowed to catch up in person at the time well it was actually the original super conference because we didn't have one last year yes oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. okay yeah yeah okay <laughs> um and yeah, we he just we just caught each other's eye and started talking. There was no, um, there was no intent. Like there was no like I'm going to find a GB partner. I'm going to talk yeah. to fifty people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that. I I think going back to my story about when I was fourteen, I just set the intention. Um, it doesn't mean I set the intention and then just relax. Like I was still out there, you know, putting ourselves out there doing it. But I'm already, we already made the decision that this is the kind of JV partner that we're looking for. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But it, we, we approach it as relationship and, and trust first. Has mm. to be. Yeah, has to be. 100%. And yep. that situation where man lost a job, that is an example that we had to pivot and look at as an opportunity to show to him that, you know, this is, this is who we are, you know? Um, 
this is what happens when life throws us a curveball and, and we have to overcome it. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So look, um, guys, how, how is your life different now to before you started? Everything. Uh, I feel one, Corey is so happy right now. That is very good because like all the frustration and the anger is like, is gone. Like we feel very peaceful and we know what to do. You know, the money is just a consequence. Of course, money is so important, but we are having fun, you know, now, like they are all that struggle, all that anxiety, all that thing is gone you know and that is very good we also now we know how to do and it now is so dangerous because we know how to do so the sky is the limit for us um and it's very important because Corey and Jai we don't have kids and yet but we always actually want to have kids when we have our financial freedom so we can see that in three years we can start to try to have a baby because I don't, we, we don't need to come back to work straight away. We can mm -hmm. have the luxury to take six months off to be with the newborn. So we actually are able to dream bigger because we know how to get there. Yeah. I think yeah. for me, um, um, I, I think I'm still that, that 25 or 21 year old that's still hungry like that hasn't changed I think I'm just because I'm already already planning next year how can I double the equity that's coming if that makes sense that that's just my mindset that's the entrepreneurial aggressive Corey mindset but I think now I have um a basis of a foundation of understanding of how it works and what needs to happen and, and the tools I need to do that I have to, to make that happen now that's the difference and like Amanda saying, what what Amanda's really saying is, I'm not driving her nuts anymore. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not like just yeah. I'm I'm a bit more focused because yeah. I, I I used to be a big scatterbrain, big picture thinker, that kind of thing, and now I'm just I'm very you know um, yeah. I don't know what the word is for it, but I'm very uh, systematic. You know what to do. Kind of thing. You yeah, got I know what to yeah. do. Um, and um, I can switch off my mind when I need to, but. Um, I mean, look, Amanda and I still live in the same apartment that we were living in for the past five years. Um, we're not, we're still, we bought a car, which was nine grand. So, you know what I mean? Like we're not kind of doing, none of that's changed. Now that has our conditioning. That, now that, we. That, that is a huge upgrade <laughs> yeah. um, in life. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't rock up to meetings with sweat patches on my back. Um, and um, yeah, Amanda and I are still, you know, we're living off of one wage, not because we have to, but because we want to. It's, you know, yeah. So we're not, we're not buying lots of different things and two cars and yeah, yeah it, it hasn't changed and the hunger's still there. Yeah. yeah so and the one yeah. thing that is very smart for us, like we all the, the money that you're going to make from property is to invest in property. So we are not taking this money to buy anything personal for us just yet. So next year, when it's 300, 350, we are doubling this money. We are investing property again to make 700. We are not even buying one pair of shoes for us. No, <laughs> no nothing. So I think next step for us is to learn to be a better expander because we are yeah, I think that will be a challenge because we're so used to living so tight, um, and it feels weird and guilty to spend, and that that's another challenge I think. Yeah, that's program. definitely our next challenge. Awesome, awesome. So, um, Corey, how do you how do you look at that decision that you make made when you were you know a teenager many years ago? Are you do you feel like that you've um, kind of in the area of now accomplishing that definitely yes um i didn't doubt that'll happen if that makes sense so i'm not surprised as as if that makes sense so i'm trying to verbalize my how i feel but i, rem I remember when we we're in the supermarket i was saying before that there was a time where Amanda and I had to choose between, it was like, we needed, we didn't have butter. We wanted butter and eggs and we can only afford one. Um, 
if that makes sense. So obviously we went for the eggs. <laughs> but, um, and, and I remember at that time, because there's like a little glimpse of the little milestone moments that happened and, and because it was so impactful on me that I, it's very vivid, you know? Um, and so I remember, I still remember saying to a man, I said, look, I feel like I have money, but it's not there yet. Like, is that weird? Like, I feel like it's there, but I haven't got it. Like, cause I, I truly believe that it's going to happen. Like I didn't doubt it. Like there were times where I'm like, man, is this going to happen? I'm frustrated. I'm over it. But I, I made that decision so ingrainedly in my, in my unconscious, like in my mind when I was 14, during a stressful event of hearing my parents scream and argue about money, that kind of made it such an emotional splinter in my mind that, you know, um, so nothing has changed on that. I still feel that. I still feel like it's going to come. It's going to come. And maybe that could be a challenge in itself where I'm never, I need to learn how to be, enjoy the process as well. That's happening too. So I'm still working on that. Um, but I think if I was to go back to my 14 year old person, it'd probably be, I told you so. <laughs> it's probably be that. And that sounds cliche, but it's actually, it's true. That's just how I feel. Um, yeah. It's just, this is only the beginning. Basically. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, hey, just 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 a couple of things that have come through uh, on Facebook. Uh, now, were you both in platinum? Yes. Yes. You're both in platinum, okay? And that was with obviously in, uh, with Narelle. Yes. Yeah, wasn't it awesome? Okay, fantastic. She's awesome. Great. Um, and then Heidi was saying um, when you're talking about spending, she said, "Don't worry. When you have children, you will become a spending machine." <laughs> Maybe that's why we haven't got kids yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Guys, look, thank you so much for taking the time out today uh, and just really sharing just with honesty and openness about your, your journey. Um, you've done some phenomenal things. I mean, like your results are awesome in such a short period of time. It's just, it's so heartwarming to see that, you know, that things are coming together and they're coming together fast for you as well. So, um one thing I will mention, which is right at the moment, is that the I Love Real Estate 2021 success story competition is just about to be released, and you guys have to put a story in this year. You know, please do, please do. Well, um, wait another year, but maybe we should. I don't know. <laughs> you should, you should indeed. If you put a, you can put it next year again. Nothing's holding us back. That's right. That's right. Put it in. Put it in. That'd be great. So look, um, uh, look. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Well, if you haven't already, please put in some comments. I can see some beautiful comments coming back for these guys as well. Uh, and thank you for everyone on Facebook. I can see the comments coming back as well. Uh, really lovely. Um, Corey, Amanda, thank you so much. Thanks. Really, man. really appreciated. Um, and uh, and we're looking forward to seeing what else you're going to be doing. And um, all going well. Put your story in. We might see you again at the super conference too. Sounds good. And just my last message to everyone, guys, never give up. I know it sounds cliche, but keep pushing and you are stronger than you think. So when you feel like you got your limit, keep pushing because you have a way to go. You are stronger than you think. And this is someone who picked up a job after 24 hours after losing it while they were in the middle of a deal. So yeah, yeah, there's a bit of, yeah, there's a bit of weight behind that. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, fantastic. Look, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, for everyone listening in, um, these, um, uh, this interview is uh, streamed live to Facebook. You will be able to review it there on Facebook uh, to review it. Uh, we also put it up onto the Members Only website as well. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time out to join us today um, for the I Love Real Estate Student Success Story today with Corey and Amanda. Corey and Amanda, thank you so much. We'll end off there. Uh, and we'll say bye-bye and, and, and until next time, hey? Bye. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All righty. See everyone now.